Welcome to Gen Z Money, episode 13. When, when I talk to them, I talk to them like a human being. And if they do mess up, um, I talk to them like a human being. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not going to come at you screaming at you. I'm not going to come at you uh, belittling you. Uh, I'm going to let you know, listen, this is what it is. Um, this is how we're going to have to fix it. Um, and, you know, if there is an issue, then that's not the right place for you. There's no hard, there's no hard feelings. Even if my jokes aren't funny, my tongue tied up on it. And I don't need to speak to sing a word, cause you got me holding, What's going on, guys? Welcome to Gen Z Money, where we turn financial peace to your reality. I'm your host, James Bowman, and today we have a special guest come on and talk about the fundamentals of getting a business started. As you guys know, it can be super duper hard to start a business. You know, there, there, was, a, there was a statistic floating around that there was like a 90 plus percent of small businesses end up failing within the first three years which is crazy. So I'm bringing on someone who is going through that process. And of course, I have my own businesses that I'm working on like this. This is a business for me. But this is a guy who came into the game, you know, middle of COVID, saw an opportunity and absolutely capitalized on that opportunity. He's my cousin-in-law on my wife's side. His name's Rasan. And I'm not even going to give away his business ideas. I want him to be able to tell you what that business plan was and how it's working out for him. And hopefully this is going to inspire some of you guys to start that business you've always been thinking. All of us have that thought in my mind, like, man, I could make money doing this. This is my passion. I'm good at doing this. So hopefully this inspires you to get started. But without further ado, guys, let's go ahead and get into the interview. Before we get into the interview... Let's hear a quick word from today's show sponsors. What's going on, Rasan? Welcome to the Gen Z Money Podcast, man. What's up with you? Uh, a lot. <laughs> Keeping busy. Keeping busy. Yeah, man. You were just telling um, me that good. you just got off work, man. Just trying to. Yeah. That's yeah, good to hear. Um, yeah. Yeah. Today, Sunday is usually our busiest day, uh, as I mentioned to you. And. Um, when it comes to that, you, you got to get, got to get in the field, you know, as the owner of a, a business, um, you have to get in the field sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. um, not only when you get busy, but also you want to get in the field when you, when you do have the time to, so that you can stay on top of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, at least that's what I, that's what I like to do. So. Yeah. I think a lot of business owners, uh, they, which it's a good thing and a bad thing, you know, they want to work on their business instead of in their business. But I think sometimes that'll create some distance between, you know, you're not really understanding what your employees are going through day to day. So it's great that you're still getting in there, man, and getting yeah. it done. And I mean, we kind of just exposed what this episode is about. So you are like my cousin-in-law, kind of, my wife's <laughs> yeah. side, man. And I noticed on Instagram, you'd be putting out a lot of great information on the business you started, which is what kind of business? Okay, so um, so I have a cleaning business. I started off as a disinfecting business. Um, I seen I, uh, during the whole COVID uh, 
pandemic issue, um, I seen a, a need for uh, disinfecting. So started off by uh, knocking on doors, going to businesses, um, asking if they needed their uh, establishment dis disinfected. And yes, no, most of the times it was a yes. <laughs> mm. um, and uh, so we went from there and uh, went in there and just take care, take care of what we had to take care of, uh, put on all our gear, going there with our, with our uh, machines and our uh, environmental friendly uh chemicals and uh disinfect the area uh, that actually transitioned into a uh the, into uh what i'm mainly focused on right now which is uh cleaning airbnbs mm -hmm. uh so uh, i actually created a uh an ecosystem uh, where i have employees uh a team of a team of I really don't like to call them employees. They're my teammates, right? Um, because because without them, I, I can't get it done. So my uh, my teammates, uh, and then I also have uh, property managers as well as uh, maintenance men on hand. So um, seeing a need for that, it's kind of a a unique. Uh, we we have a, a unique service that we bring to the Airbnb host. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's great. Um, mentioning that, like, they're not just employees; they right. they are teammates. And as any team, you need to have people not only that you trust, because you don't want people going to people's houses and stealing stuff. You know what I mean? Exactly. That looks that that all comes back on you to make you look bad. But you also said you you so okay. Well, let's take it back for a second. You started this as a disinfecting business and it and you kind of pivoted when was this business created when did you realize like there is a demand here and we need to take advantage of it 2020 <laughs> yeah 2020 um so it started the summer of 2020 uh it was actually me me and one of my friends we were just brainstorming you know uh working from home you have a lot more time on your hands um based off of well for me i had a one and a half hour commute to work every day so that's three hours uh minimum <laughs> that mm -hmm. i got back that i got back uh to to use uh in a productive way so uh with that uh took that and then i said me, me and a friend of mine we started brainstorming and yeah the disinfectant uh business came into play so uh summer summer 2020 uh unofficially uh, officially september 2020 so gotcha yeah. so so you weren't in the peak of covid in, in march you were kind of you kind of came up with this as things started to settle down as things started to open and right. you realized like these businesses are opening they have yeah. to stay clean they have to keep their exactly. employees safe they have to keep their team safe if they want to yeah. actually that's brilliant man and <laughs> and I, I do love that that we're seeing a lot of that we're, we're seeing not only a lot of past businesses pivoting because of the coronavirus, but we're also seeing new businesses being formed to yes. capitalize on the newfound needs. Yes. So I think that's great. So, and, and is this your first business venture that you've started or have there been things in the past that you tried and maybe they weren't as successful? Oh yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is not my first, uh, my first business. It was a, uh, 
computer repair business. Um, uh, learned how to fix computers, work on computers in the military. Um, started off again my A plus certification, and uh, just learned just learned basically everything there was to know about taking apart a computer, putting it back together. Uh, so so I was basically like a a mobile uh, a mobile individual uh, when it came to when it came to uh, fixing and repairing uh, computer computers, laptops. Uh, and then that actually transitioned into mobiles. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I started I started fixing uh, cell phones, and um, so yeah, it, it was that was pretty lucrative, but it was very demanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very demanding. Um, it got to the point where I was just like, I felt like I was working, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So I was like, all right, I have a job, uh, and then I had this other this other uh, business that I created. So. At the time, I didn't uh, really grasp what it was to be a business owner. I just wanted to have a business, right? So, and I and I seen and I seen that I had a opportunity to make some a couple of extra money on the side, right? Mm-hmm. So something that something that turned into uh, a hobby, it turned it, that turned into making money on the side. So, um, but it, but that was my first business. But I really don't. I really can't consider that my my uh, my first business entirely. Um, mm-hmm. It was a side hustle. I have, yeah, it was a side hustle. Gotcha. Yeah, the, the one I had, the one I have now, it's a it's an actual uh, running machine right now. So, <laughs> yeah, that's great, man. So, uh, looking back, do you remember if there's anything? any mistakes or anything you did great with your first business that kind of helped you in the business you have today, like scheduling or just anything that you learned in the past that you ended up benefiting you in this business? Oh yeah. Um, time management. That was like the, the main thing with the, the business I had before. Uh, and that's because like I said, uh, working a full-time job and it was a uh, the side hustle business slash business was uh, very demanding. Um, so I had to have a lot of time management with that because people wanted their laptops and phones back um, in, a, in a timely fashion. So, mm-hmm. and, and, and you gotta understand, this is, this is a while ago. This is before the, uh, the kiosks uh, in the malls to, to mm-hmm. fix your cell phones. Uh, this is uh, back uh, the iPhone, like, four <laughs> <laughs> you just dated yourself man you just dated yourself <laughs> yeah i did <laughs> uh, I, I hear you man okay so so let's transition into this this business today so you started as a disinfectant company and then you um well let's just go back to that were there any early struggles that you faced when starting this business that you can recall Oh God, yes. Um, again, time. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you get twenty four hours in a day, and and when you have a when you have a full time job, uh, a full time family, and uh, and and then you have your business. Uh, time is is everything, uh, and managing that time. Uh, I, I did I did uh, have issues with with that because this is the first time I had a business, um, and a family, Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so, so before, before I had, uh, it was just me and my son. Um, but he was mainly with his mom. So, uh, now I have a, a, a full family, uh, and a, a newborn at that. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so time was, is everything with that. And, um, had to make sure that you put the time in for uh, the family, which is first always um, the business, and and of course, like I said, I have a, a full time job also. And and then I then the fourth thing to throw in there is that I'm uh, I'm Air National Guard as well. So mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. so you definitely got your plate full, man. <laughs> yeah, trying to juggle all these things. Yeah. So what led to that pivot? in going from just disinfecting to Airbnb cleaning, because like I do own real estate, I'm looking into getting some short-term rentals. And that's one of the like big checklist items that you need. You need someone you trust. You need a business that you trust to do your cleaning and your maintenance and things like that. So how did that transition take place? Okay. So uh, it was actually when when I'm cleaning just around the house, uh, that's my time to actually think and uh, it's like therapeutic, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, like if I could just, you know, just have this as a business, <laughs> it won't feel like work, <laughs> you know? Um, so that so that's really uh, how, how it went. Uh, again, me and my friend, we were brainstorming and uh, we talked about the disinfectant before, and then we were just we we start brainstorming together again, and then it was like, yeah, Airbnbs, you know. Um, and my thing, uh, and I, I will tell you this, my thing, when it comes to uh, being a business owner, uh, I didn't have that tenacity to go knocking on knocking on everybody's door. So I say I had to make myself go do that. Um, so, so he actually uh, told me about an app uh, that you don't even have to go really knocking on doors. They, they, the uh, Airbnb host, they solicit cleaners. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, you know, this, this is, this is awesome. It's, <laughs> it's like having, it's like having a, uh, <laughs> just having a, a day in app in your pocket, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. you don't really, you don't even have to leave the house to, to, to look for, for hosts, you know? So, uh, so they, yeah, that, that, that was like a, a, a big start of the pivot process. Um, mm-hmm. and I created my profile. I, um, I found out, uh, what I needed. Um, uh, and, and, and by that I did my research um everything's on youtube <laughs> youtube <laughs> you know, university so, baby yeah, i ain't YouTube, knocking it man yeah youtube university man uh yeah, everything's on youtube google so uh I, yeah i found out you know the products that i needed uh, what was the best products to use um and yeah i just dived in uh it's funny it's funny with that because most of the products that i need i already had in the house mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, man, all right, so this is a low cost to start a business. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's, that's like a no brainer when, uh, when it comes to uh, an entrepreneur, uh, you want to find something that's low cost, but give you high returns. So um, started doing the numbers, uh, uh, started looking into the market and 
yeah, it just, it just made sense. So, so yeah, me and my partner, me and my partner, um, we, we just dove in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. that's good though. Cause you're using, you're using the resources you already have. You have a cell phone, you have yeah. this app where all it yeah. does, it tells you where you need to be. Yep. the property, the time, and the money. Like that's that's <laughs> yeah. the three necessities, isn't it? And then <laughs> it's all automated. Exactly. All of your tools are in your house already. So like you yeah. said, it is a no-brainer. Like, why not try it? Right. Like, right. That's awesome, man. And I think with, at least with the community that I'm, you know, keeping in touch with, like, it seems as though short-term rentals is what everyone wants to do. Oh yeah, uh, it's just it's much more profitable profitable than long term rentals. And yes. like I said, if you get a good team, if you have a good maintenance man, you have a good cleaner, you have all of these things, it runs itself. Yeah. And so, I don't think you guys are gonna get a shortage of work anytime <laughs> soon, man. No, it's, it's actually uh, it's actually booming <laughs> booming right now, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. If some. <laughs> I don't know if a couple of people watch the same, uh, what YouTube influencer, or, <laughs> but yeah, or took the same, uh, the same course. But it is it, booming right now. I mean, um, the app that I'm using, I I just have people coming, uh, new hosts uh, soliciting. It's like daily. Uh, when I first started, is started on the app. Uh, it was periodic. Uh, I get onesies, twosies uh, a month, mm-hmm. um, but now I mean, there's probably like ten, probably like ten every two weeks mm-hmm. um, that that uh, that are looking for uh, cleaners on the app. So, and I don't even think a lot of hosts um, even know about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, so, so do you see? I guess we'll, we'll we'll get onto that later, but with a lot with no lack of business, it seems like this is going to be easy, easily scalable. You know. Oh yes. To bring yes. on um, employees, take on more clients, stuff like that. That that is the goal. That is the goal. Another another reason why I did start the business was to uh, to help people during the pandemic that were losing their jobs. Um, cleaning is something that's not going to go away mm-hmm. <laughs> uh especially during the during a pandemic so um so i was actually able to to help out uh family friends um and hire on some 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 uh some 1099 uh contractors and and it was it was it was more of a blessing you know than anything mm-hmm. uh to be able to to be able to do that so yeah. okay well let me ask you this since you mentioned it can I get a job? No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> Come on, man. Okay. All right, I hope you, I hope you start up everything down here, man. You don't need a job. I hope you start up everything. No. no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. No. So you mentioned uh, hiring family and friends like that. Like I have a rule, and it's just me personally. I don't do business with friends and family, and it's just it's just me personally. How do you manage that relationship? Like even though you are their family, you are their friend, but you're also their, we're going to use the term very loosely, but you are their boss. You're their employer. How do you manage that relationship? Because essentially you're wearing two different hats. Yeah. So, um, so I let them know from the gate um, that family time is family time. Business time is business time. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if you gotta get if you gotta get terminated, you gotta get terminated. You know, um, the business the business that that I started it it was to help not only me but others as well, mm-hmm. right? And if you're if you're not bringing your A game one hundred percent every day, then you're you're really just wasting everybody's time. So you're wasting you're wasting my time, you're wasting your time, you're wasting the host time. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, and then you're wasting other people's time that that are actually uh, that actually want to be in the position that you're in. So, um, so that's how I put it. <laughs> yeah, that's very um, blunt, but it's honest. It's yeah, honest. that's how that's how I put it. Uh, again, uh, circling back to just being in the military, I know you was in also. Mm-hmm. Um, just being a being a leader in the in the military, um, you you get to you get to become family with your comrades, but you also have to know when to turn that friendship, family, off and make sure the mission gets complete. And I so, will say, I think that was the hardest part of being the. Uh, a leader in the military because I was an mm-hmm. NCO for, for a year before I got out. And, yeah. you know, I guess it wasn't hard. It was just, it sucked. Like, you <laughs> like, like, like when, yeah, like I hated to be the guy. Like sometimes it just was not the day to be like, yeah. listen, today is not the day to do what I say and then we'll deal with it later. And it, it sucks. It sucks. But that's, that's the reality, at least for the military. Yes. So with that, okay, so with that being said, have you had any relationships go sour due to mixing of the family and friends in the business? Uh, thankfully, I have not. Um, and like I said, thankfully. Um, and and I, I really think it's because um, I respect them. Uh, like I said, I, I don't treat them like employees. I treat them like teammates. Um, and, and when... And, and nobody's perfect. I even tell my host that I was like, "Listen, you know, nobody's perfect. If we haven't messed up, then we'll we'll fix it." Um, so nobody's perfect. Uh, I don't expect anybody to be perfect, but I do expect you to, you know, bring one hundred percent. So, so and it so <laughs> so. With that being said, um, when when I talk to them, I talk to them like a human being. And if they do mess up. Um, I talk to him like a human being. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not going to come at you screaming at you. I'm not going to come at you uh, belittling you. Uh, I'm going to let you know, listen, this is what it is. Um, this is how we want to have to fix it. Um, and, you know, if there is an issue, then I, that's not the right place for you. There's no hard, there's no hard feelings. So now, but I, I, haven't, I haven't lost uh, any friends or family. <laughs> be uh due to the business so and i i've had uh let's say about five five or six yeah that's great man and i guess that that's information for the viewers to like i mean will i ever do business with friends or family maybe i'm not gonna say never but it's gonna be very very black and white and Mm -hmm. we're gonna have to separate family from business like we're not talking business at the thing at the dinner table right we're we're not talking family when we're in the business meeting and so as long as you keep them separate i do think you can do it it's just i'm not ready for that yet and that's just me personally but i'm so glad i'm so glad that you are able to 
make that work because yeah. again, you are providing opportunities, especially in hard times with coronavirus and things like that. Yeah. Like you are really, you know, providing a good opportunity for people to take advantage of. Yeah. So since you have had a business fail in the past, mm-hmm. what advice would you give someone who's also had a business fail and they're trying to get a new business off the ground? Um, so with that, um, I don't consider any, any business a failure. It's a lesson learned. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, so, you, so you learn from... Um, you learn from those lessons and you use that to, you know, do better, (laughs) do better in the next business. You know, um, uh, I I just recently heard about, uh, Warren Buffett. He said that if you, he don't even invest it with people unless they, unless they, um, unless they fell into two businesses, Mm. you know, because it's like, basically how how you going, how you, how you know, How, how do you know um so so yeah so lessons learned um it could be anything it could be uh, mani- uh managerial lessons learned it could be uh financial lessons learned um how to treat your uh your your teammates employees lessons learned um long as long as you take if, if that was the issue with your last business or time time management you know <laughs> if, whatever was the issue with the last business uh i would say um don't even start a business until you until you know that you learned from that last mistake. So that's it. Yeah, no, no failures when it comes to business. Uh, the failure is when you don't start it. Oh man, I love that. I love that. The failure is when you don't start it. Um, and then I guess I, I kind of relate it back to because I view my investing in real estate as a business. Like it is its own thing. And so I do make mistakes. I do some questionable things when it comes to real estate, but it's all about failing forward. Like you said, as soon as you fail, you realize what you did wrong and you fix it. So it's a good thing at the end, as long as you fix it. With that being said, you shouldn't fail twice for the same reason. If it didn't work the first time and you go back and you do it the same way again, that is the definition of insanity. It's doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different outcome. Yeah. So the key to it is it's okay to fail, but if you're not learning from the failures, then then you're yeah. you're you're doing something wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so tell me, Rasan, what are some of the short-term money goals and in your not only your personal finances but also your business finances that you hope to accomplish within the next six months to a year short term okay so short term would be um capital um have enough capital saved up to whereas though if if there is uh any type of um like a like a dry season right like short yes. work yes 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 um have enough capital on hand when there's a the the dry season uh, to be able to give out incentives to my my team my teammates. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's my my short term goal right there. 
and we we have had uh like right now it's it's a dry season um but i'm I'm picking up a lot more clients to uh <laughs> sorry to about maintain that. the flow yeah i, I, I see what you're talking there you yeah. yeah yeah and so so you said you're in a dry season now do you think that there's gonna be at least in your area that you service do you think it's going to be coming in seasons where maybe your summers are hot and your winters yeah. are much colder like with business wise yes I, I do see that um so from what i've learned so far um with the airbnb business is that um usually in the winters fall winter time um person not person i'm sorry guests are staying longer term uh, at the at the at the the properties, um, so when they stay longer term, uh, that means that we have less turnover throughout the month. Okay, um, so for instance, uh, up until October, uh, I'm just going throughout a rough number. Uh, we were doing 200 uh, per month, right? Mm-hmm. Um, come uh december um right around christmas time uh dropped down to 120. Mm-hmm. all right so 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 you have that you have that that huge you had that huge drop in turnovers um at a rapid pace uh and it's only because like i said people are staying longer terms uh, at the properties uh whereas though in the summertime uh the turnovers are constant <laughs> yeah people are coming people want to come to the city to, i'm in philadelphia so if you want to come to the city and you know they come for the weekend real quick and then go uh winter time uh what i have been seeing is that uh guests there they just uh <laughs> they're doing like two weeks to mm-hmm. three weeks stays um so with that uh start brainstorming <laughs> Start brainstorming and uh, change change your change up your. Uh, I don't want to say policy. I don't want to say policies, but uh, you want to change up the way that uh, you are uh, making. Sorry, I'm drawing drawing blanks again. No, no, I got you. You want to you want to pivot. That's the same way you pivot right. out of the sanitation industry. You realize yeah. this Airbnb thing is it is seasonal and income yeah. does fluctuate, so you need to pivot. It, it's good for it's good for the host. It's good for the host um, mm-hmm. when that happens because they they want to keep people in the properties at a consistent rate so that they can generate more income, correct? So or revenue, sorry, revenue. So um, so with that, uh, what I did was I talked to my host and I let them know like, all right, listen. Uh, to keep my people gainfully employed, uh, instead of us, instead of your instead of your guest staying in the the, the properties for let's say two to three weeks, uh, how about once a week, or once every two weeks, we come in and we do a cleaning, um, just to make sure everything's fresh, and then also just to make sure that the property is not being destroyed, mm-hmm. right? And how so, have they taken um, to that? Oh, they, they, they like love it. <laughs> yeah, they love that. Because it's, like I said, it's eyes on the property. Um, you, you, 
we I've been in properties where guests have been in there for two weeks plus, and I mean, you just walk in there and you'd be like, okay, this is mayhem. <laughs> like, what, what is what is going on here? So, uh, so so it's a good thing, um, and it, they 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 love that, and um, and that's what we're doing now. So that's how we're we're getting through this dry spell mm-hmm. um, right now. So yeah. that's a that's a great way to pivot doing the periodic cleaning because. Well, first of all, I think cleaning up after a weekend guest is yeah. much less tedious than cleaning up after a two week long guest. It is, it is, yeah. especially if they have dogs and cats and yeah, yeah, <laughs> and kids. <laughs> so. And so I think I think doing a periodic cleaning and and you guys do you manage the properties too, right? Uh, some well. some properties we some properties we do manage. Uh, mm-hmm. Others, uh, the host they may manage it or they have a whole separate. Um, property management team so gotcha. but yeah the, pro- yeah the properties that we do manage um we we are we do have a little bit more flexibility uh, with that gotcha yeah i think that's awesome man i'm sure you guys are going to come up with more ways to pivot whether it's you know i don't know offering lawn care or snow removal i don't know i mean oh, so 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 we do <laughs> yeah yeah see there it yeah, is yeah, I mean, yeah we do <laughs> no removal <laughs> Especially yeah, we in Philadelphia. Snow, we do, yeah. yeah, we do snow remo- removal. Um, have our maintenance men do that. Uh, if it's if it's like really busy, I mean, we have like let's say fifteen to twenty properties that do uh, snow snow removal uh, that morning. Then I get I get up. I drive up from I, I drive up from uh, Delaware. Get in my car, straight to Philly. Got my shovel. Got my <laughs> got my uh, <laughs> got my shovel. Have my uh, have my salt. <laughs> yeah man I'm, 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 get I'm it done man so yeah i'm going to work so we yeah, you, you gotta get it done get it done you can't be afraid of some hard work man especially uh, as an entrepreneur you really it sucks but it's like no one's gonna do the job as well as you that's right that's if, if they do it's it's really hard to find the people that'll because no one cares about your business more than you do yeah that, that's so, what i've so, realized so so with that um and and, and i i, I we can sort of go back to uh, hiring family and friends, right? Um, certain family and friends, they want to see you succeed. Mm-hmm. And, and with that, they're going to treat their, your business as if it is their business. So, um, and I have, I have noticed that. Um, one of, the, one of the, the major key players uh, with, with the business is uh, my little brother. <laughs> so, so, and I mean, he, he goes hard for us. He he goes hard for us. So um so I I don't regret hiring him on as uh one of the team members like at all. You know what I think I really I love that you pointed that out, man. I love that you pointed out when you when you do have family who want you to succeed, they want to see you succeed so bad, they're willing to break their backs because it's not just a paycheck for them. No at the end of the day, like that's your that he you are his big brother. And so yeah. if you succeed, he succeeds. Yeah. And, and yeah. I love that you bring that up. That's a different. And unfortunately, everyone isn't like that. Everyone doesn't have no. people like that, but you have to find them and you got to hold them tight, man, because yeah. that's the one that's going to go the distance with you. That's when yeah. you start opening up, you know, businesses in other cities. He's the one that's going to go and manage the business in the other city oh, yeah. because he oh, yeah, treats yeah. it as if hey, it is, man. He's talking about LA right now, man. Yeah, I, man, I, I really, really love that you brought that up because that's a that's a dynamic that I actually end up ignoring. 
It's like when you have the right team members, and it doesn't have to be family, but yeah, yeah. family is a little bit more incentivized because they, you know, they're closer to you. Yeah, yeah, they they know you. Um, and, and and see, with my family, they they, they know that uh, I like to joke around a lot. I like to have fun. Um, but when it's when it's time to handle business, it's time to handle business. So uh, everybody knows that's that's how I am. Um, and sometimes I'm, you know, blunt <laughs> when I when I do say things, but they, I mean, it's one of those things you got to respect it or, or not respect it. And most of the people, they respect it, so. Yeah. And I mean, there's a difference between being blunt and being like condescending or rude. Right, exactly. Yeah, you know, nah. there's a very, very, very fine line between the two. Yeah. But that's what makes a great leader compared to yes. a crappy boss. Exactly. The leader, as you said before we even got on here, a leader leads from the front. A yep. boss leads from behind. Yep. So you're out there shoveling snow, laying down salt. You know, you just said you came <laughs> back from cleaning the property. So yeah. those are leadership tendencies. A boss isn't going to do that. A boss isn't going to get into the weeds and, and work no. with his team, not his employees. No, they're just going to give orders. <laughs> exactly. And, and I Delegate. think that's why we are in this big old everyone's leaving the job because oh yeah there aren't there are there really aren't that many teams in the scheme of things there's that's always right. just bosses employees and that's the dynamic so i'm i'm really gl- i'm really glad that you pointed that out man with that being said so what are your long term business goals like where do you like honestly where do you see this thing going where do you want to take it over the next 5 10 15 years and what does the finish line look like for you? Okay, so um, long term, I would love to host uh, classes on um, how to be proficient and pay attention to detail and scale uh, in this business. Um, it's not going anywhere. Uh, if it's not if it's not Airbnb, it'll be something else. But it's, it's short term rentals has always been around. Airbnb just made it, uh, uh, brought it to people's attention. It made so, it more accessible. Uh, exactly, exactly. I mean, uh, nurses, uh, traveling nurses, um, uh, lawyers, traveling doctors, they, they have always stayed at short-term rentals. Um, even military, uh, we stay at short-term rentals. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, Airbnb, like I said, like I said it just made it more accessible to everybody. Um, so it's not going to go anywhere. Uh, so I do want to, I do want to uh, start a course on, uh, like I said, how to be proficient, uh, how to start up your business, um, uh, things that you need, uh, how to how to be a leader. Um, so it's gonna it's gonna be a full course on just getting everything from the ground up. Uh, Everything running, getting your clients. Uh, so that's my, my long goal, my long term goal. So, yeah. so it's not just going to be a course on how to properly clean a property. It's yeah. on how to properly run the business. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I yes. love it, man. And, and 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 when when to scale? Uh, mm-hmm. Because every when you scale too fast, um, you miss. You, you you can miss uh you can miss the details and um, when that's when you scale too fast but when when you when you take your time and actually learn 
um, then you, you, you learn how to run a business. That's number one, <laughs> uh, how to like, go, going back to time management, how to, how to, uh, manage your time with that business. Um, and also with your family. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's a course that I, I definitely want to, uh, put into play. Um, and yeah, so I wouldn't say that's going to come five years from now. That's going to be way sooner than that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do see five years from now that uh, I have a a team that's uh, traveling out to LA and teaching uh, how to do de- how to how to do uh, attention to detail uh, when it comes to short term rentals uh, because that's a very major uh, part uh, when it comes to uh, when it comes to cleaning Airbnbs. Uh, also, like how to fold beds, uh, how to how to fluff pillows, and everything like that. So, there's certain things uh, that uh, you don't do uh, when you are cleaning your own home, mm-hmm. uh, but you try to bring that into the the short term rental Airbnb business, and uh, it, it doesn't work out. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, that's that's one of the main things. Do you ever think that you will get into owning any short-term rentals or do you own uh, any short-term yes. rentals? So uh, I don't own any short-term rentals. Um, my uh, fiance, she is looking into uh, getting into that business. And I told her, I was like, listen, I already know the, really the hard part, <laughs> which is mm-hmm. the, 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 the management part and, uh, and, and the day-to-day turnover part. Um, to get the, to get to get your business into auto autopilot, so uh, so it won't be so much of uh, my business venture; it'll be more so her business venture. Um, but I'll be there to to help her out with it. Yeah, and I and I agree that, like I said, from the research I've done in it, because I'm thinking about getting some short term rentals in Florida and in South Carolina. I've been looking at properties. The biggest hurdle that there is is building a team that you trust. Because if I have a property in Jacksonville, Florida, that's two hours away or in South Carolina, an hour, two hours away, I'm not going to be the one there day to day doing the turnovers or fixing things and things like that. I'm I'm very passive um, when it comes to investing. So building a team that isn't, that's not only competent enough to get the job done, but that's also trustworthy enough to get the job done, I think is the hardest part. But you've already built that. You already have that center of trust. You already have that competent team. So I think I I agree with you that the hardest part for you guys is probably already done, you know? So, yeah, I I would look into it, man. I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely going to do it. I just I've got a lot on my plate right now to to do it. Uh, I hear you, man. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, I guess last question when it goes to that, like, do you plan, I understand you're never going to be out of the, the day-to-day business, or at least do you ever plan on stepping back and kind of automating the business, maybe getting a manager in there to replace the roles oh, yeah. you do and work on maybe expanding in other ways and things like that? Yes, I do. Um, and of course, that will come down the line when we scale up uh, to the next stage. Uh, as I mentioned before, uh, when, when, when you're in business, you got to know when to scale. You also got to know when to scale back. Um, 
so so right now i'm at my sweet spot <laughs> where uh i could i could still uh manage my time with my family uh, manage my time with my my full-time job because i'm still i'm still an employee uh, manage my time with the military with their with my obligation with them um and then uh manage the business so so i'm, I'm at my sweet spot right now um uh, one of the one of the things that I had to learn was uh, how to how to interview. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I've I've interviewed for uh, positions in the IT field. Um, I've interviewed candidates for positions in the IT field, so on and so forth. But it wasn't my wasn't my business, right? Um, even though, even though I look for the best person to fill those positions um, uh, for my for my employer, um, it, it's still a different feeling uh, when you're when you're hiring somebody for your business, right? Um, so I was <laughs> I was I was very meticulous <laughs> about who about who would actually. Uh, be working and and the vetting process also uh, with uh, with the team members that were coming on. Uh, yeah, I was very meticulous about who who was working with me. So um, so that goes back to the scaling part. Just you gotta gotta have good people that actually care. Um, and and there's a lot of people out there that do care, you know, and actually don't don't mind working at all and and not gonna not going to bring bad morale to the team, you know, but there, there are, but there are other people out there that bring bad morale and bad energy. And, um, with this type of, especially with this type of uh, environment that we're working in, uh, you, you can't really bring that type of energy because, um, you want to be upbeat, you know, when you're cleaning, cause you don't want to, you don't want to miss anything. Right. So, so that's one of the, the, the big things right there. And I also think, I think you don't want to be miserable in your job. I think there are so many people who are absolutely miserable in their job. Like, I'm not going to lie. The last job I had when I was driving over the road, I was only home once a week. I was Mm -hmm. miserable in that job. It was like, I left Sunday, came back Friday and I was, I was miserable. (laughs) Now I have a job where I'm home every single night with my wife. I have time to do things like this, to put out content that really brings me joy and I yeah. love the people I work around. Like now I'm working in and out of the ports. I love the other drivers. I love the other, the people who work in and out of the ports. It's just the morale is completely different than being out there. And so yeah. when you, you can tell the quality of work is different from people who love their job and mm-hmm. people who just need to make a living. So, so uh so I will, I will say this, uh, one of the things that I do tell the host, and like I said, um, nobody's perfect. So when we do have issues and we, we've had ran into issues where, you know, the, the place wasn't as clean as it should be. Um, when I go talk to my people, my personnel, I, I let them know, well, like, all right, listen, I have pictures to show, you know, what, what was, what the issues are. Um, we just going to have to remedy these issues. Um, my, the hardest part about that is bringing down their morale, right? I don't want to bring their morale down. I just want them to, you know, just fix the fix the issues that that was uh, brought to my attention. Um, so, so when I so and that goes back to when I say uh, the interviewing, 
uh, <laughs> when I interview when I interview people, I uh, I ask certain questions um, to to see uh, how are they with uh, taking constructive criticism, right? Um, do you get angry <laughs> if I bring something to your attention? You know, like how like how does that make you feel? So uh, because we we can't deal with that. You know, uh, I, I I can't I, I can't have personnel on a team that uh, when I bring something to your attention, uh, that's that's bad. Uh, you just blow up. You know, <laughs> like that 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 messes up the morale for the person that that you're working with. You know, because we work in teams sometimes, so that messes up the morale the morale for that person. And and I'm a big advocate of of uh, morale, good morale, uh, produces, uh, productivity, uh, good product, good productivity. So, so I'm a big advocate of that. Uh, so I try to keep the morale up, uh, no matter what. Yeah. I think, I think there's a, there's a, there are two separate side, separate sides of the spectrum when it comes to doing things like constructive criticism or, you know, correcting mistakes as you, right. you said it a hundred times. And I love that you keep saying it we're all human. Maybe this is the 10th property that they clean that day. And they Uh just, they drop the ball. There's but there's two different types of people. There's the people that'll that there's the leader that they won't say anything to them. They won't let them know they messed up, they'll fix it behind their back. So the employee thinks they're doing everything right. But the leader knows, (laughs) but the leader knows like, no, you're not doing everything right. So they have this false sense of security that you know and and that's one side of the spectrum but then the other side is they jump down their throat look if this happens again you're fired this is unacceptable blah blah blah. and we've all had i think i think we've all experienced that in our lifetime at some point neither one of those are efficient okay finding that middle ground to say like like me as a leader when when one of my guys messed up at least when it came to uh, work productivity or doing something yeah. wrong at work. I never fixed it behind their back, but I also never jumped down their throat because uh-huh. a lot of our, a lot of our working was learned on the job. So I'd yeah. say, Hey, look, you messed this up. Let's go fix it together. Like, exactly. Let's go That's fix exactly it together. Exactly. Because not only are you showing you're holding them accountable for their mess up, but you're also, you're not, being condescending because some things maybe I didn't teach you right or maybe this is something no one ever taught you and you just tried it to get it done your first way around so whatever it is I'm gonna go help you fix it that way not only do I know it got fixed but I also know that you know how to do it properly the next time and it's not a condescending thing like I had to hold your hand no but that's what being a leader is about I'm not holding your hand I'm just, I'm there to help and I'm there to ensure it gets done properly. And I, th- I think there's a, there's a really, really good balance when you, when you get in the middle. So it's great to hear that that's kind of the approach you take. And I mean, all leadership styles aren't the same. So some people might be like, look, you need to go fix this and let me know when it's fixed. If that's how you want to do it, that's on you. It just depends on how your, uh, how your teammate takes it, yeah. but it worked for me. It works. Oh, no, no, and that, that's exactly what I do. Um, yeah, if I have an issue, 
or or if I get a if I get a a call that there is an issue, um, first first and foremost, uh, I go to the property to check it out to see if it's really a, a real issue or not because we we've had guests that uh that that did some fraudulent um <laughs> fraudulent claims that the the Airbnbs weren't, weren't clean properly. So uh, I go there just to make sure uh check it out and uh we also take pictures after every cleaning so so i check the pictures to make sure that um that everything is good before i go and then uh, when i get there and i see that oh no that was clean <laughs> before you before you got here you're, you're just trying to get a discount on your, on your stack um so uh so so it, that that's another issue that we have to deal with you know and i i had to tell my um uh, my teammates to make sure that they document each cleaning. And uh, at first, when we first started, and like I said, it's a learning process. I, I didn't even know, you know, um, to how to how to document cleaning, how to take pictures of the, how to take good pictures of the, of the floors, how to take good pictures of the countertops, uh, just just every, just everything within the within the property, just to make sure that you're you're covered with. CYOB, you know, cover your own, cover your own, you know, so uh, so that you make sure that you're covered, and then you also making sure that the host is covered as well, you know, because at the end of the day, this is a this is a service that that the host is providing to uh, to a customer. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah. and last question, I know I'm hitting you with a lot of questions that we didn't, but all, all I, good I'm questions. This, all good questions. <laughs> so, before we get into the final question of the podcast, I want to ask one more thing. Do you think that your military leadership background has made you a better business leader? Absolutely, yes. Me and my business partner, uh, he's in the military also. Um, so I met him, one of my comrades. And um, we, we both say it all the time that we, we actually just had a, a conversation this past weekend. Um, I'm sorry, past week. And we was talking about how the military had groomed us to be uh business owners uh how to manage uh how to how to work through uh bad times uh how to think on a fly you know um because i mean there, like there's times that I, I came into a property and i was just like okay we gotta we gotta make sure that this 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 get done all right uh the guests are going to be here in x <laughs> x amount of x amount of time all right so i want you to do this i want you to do that and I'll do this, I'll do that. And they'd be like, whoa, that makes sense. Okay, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. where, where they were stressing out and I'm just like, they was like, so how do you, how do you do it? <laughs> mm. How do you just, how do you just come into a, to an area, you look at it and then you, you assess it and then you execute. And I, and I always say, the military told me how to do this <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> because I definitely did. I definitely wasn't born with it. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, you act first and you think later. Like I see dirty dishes, I'm gonna do dirty dishes. Like I'll this, figure yeah. out the carpet later. Yeah, yeah you just yeah. And, and, and then it's also just knowing your people. You know, knowing their strengths, their strengths, and knowing their weakness. And because if, if I was to come into a, a property and we had X amount of time to to finish it, and I'm like, all right, well, I know their strengths is to uh, make beds. I know that's their strength. I know they're great at that. You will make those beds. I'm gonna knock out these bathrooms, and and then we're you know, and then we're gonna collab on the on the next thing. So, 
Yeah, I love that. Knowing your teammates because yes. and one of the things I I, I struggled with in the military was I understood my mem- my team members. I understood their strengths and I understood their weaknesses. And I yeah. think there's a time and a place to work on weaknesses. When oh, yeah. you in your in your instance, let's say the guest is showing up in an hour, and you know their strength is making a bed and their weakness is doing the dishes. Well, you probably in that instance, you're not going to have them do the dishes. You're going to do what they're good at because it's going to get done in a timely manner and it's going to be done right. You know, but let's say the turnover, the the guests aren't even going to show up until the next day and you have a couple hours. Maybe you might play to their weakness and be like, hey, look, you know, maybe you can do the dishes this time. I know it's not your strength, but in order to get better at doing it and wiping down glasses or whatever, I'm not sure what all goes into it, but, you know, being able to assess, like, this is a teaching time and this is a so execute time. And we'll, we'll learn a little bit more later and work <laughs> yeah. on it a little bit later. So that, that's definitely something I, I was, I was okay at it. I was okay at it. I definitely knew their, I knew all their strengths, but it was working on their weaknesses that yeah. ended up, that's where the conflict was. Well, like, uh, I mean, working on your own, working on your own personal weaknesses is, is tough enough, you know. Mm-hmm. So working on, so helping somebody work on their weakness, you know, that's going to be ten times even harder. So, um, so it goes back to just being a being a good leader, know how to talk to people. Um, I know you could do this, you know. <laughs> I, like I just look at them, just look at the person. So I know you, I know you could do this. Even if you don't know, you can do it. I know you can. Right. Yeah, I know you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, Rasan. Wow, so we're man. gonna get into. Yeah, I love it, man. This is a great conversation, <laughs> and I hope I hope this is gonna inspire people to go out there and start a business, but not only start yeah. a business, but also become the best leader they can, because yeah. people don't quit jobs; they quit their leaders. If they have yes. a bad leader that's what's going to make them leave not the job itself because most of the time the job itself they're good enough at to navigate it but it's the environment that is created around them that makes them end up leaving yes but let's go ahead and get into the final questions of this podcast episode man everyone has their own definition of what it means to have financial peace what is your definition ah i've dreamt about this (laughs) right financial financial peace um so what is it financial peace to me um it's not so much being able to own a yacht it's not so much uh being able to own like a private jet or anything like that um financial peace to me is uh going to sleep knowing that all the bills are paid um knowing that my family is taken care of uh, knowing that I have uh, a nice nest egg <laughs> um, to to just in case something happens because anything can happen, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that fi- that's financial peace is just knowing that um, that I won't be in a in a in a struggle if the business was to fail or if I was to lose my job. So that's that's financial peace to me. Um, everybody's is different you know absolutely um, yeah i my 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 thing is uh live within your means 
and then, you know, enjoy the rest of life. <laughs> yeah. So, I, like you said, everybody's is different. I mean, yeah. some people think financial peace is when you're a billionaire. Some people yeah. find financial peace and just all of their bills are paid on time. You know what I'm saying? There's mm-hmm. a very wide spectrum on what brings yeah. you peace. And it's yeah. not the same that brings me peace. And it's not the mm-hmm. same that brings anyone else peace. So I, re- right. I really like how you put that, man. With that being yeah. said, if there are listeners out there that want to start a business and they have no clue where to get started, what would you tell them? Hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an open book. <laughs> I'm an open book. Um, hit me up and I'll, 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 I'll give you the rundown. Um, but of course, if it's a, a influx of people just <laughs> calling me there for business tips, um, again, if, if you're trying to start a business, all you gotta do is Google YouTube. Uh, I would I would say this uh, back when I back when I wanted to start a business, um, my mentor. It, it, it's always good to have a mentor. So um, and, and he probably didn't even know he was my mentor, but he was my mentor. Um, he was a, a master sergeant in the in the military, and um, I was a young airman in the military. And I I, I came to him and I was like, hey, um, hey, sergeant. Uh, I want to start a business. So I was like, you know, um, how do I start a business? And he said, start it. <laughs> I looked at him. <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, good talk, uh, man. Good where, talk. Like, <laughs> where do I start at? And he said, he said to me, he said, if you want to start a business, you're going to find out how to start that business. The, the information is out there. And that, that, that was the, that was the best thing that a mentor could have ever told me. So and he also told me to read uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad as well. So uh, <laughs> and, and I read that book and I was like, my mind just like opened up. To, yeah. <laughs> so so that that was one of the best things uh, somebody could have told me was to, uh, to just do it. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you the, the information is out there. And the, the information is out there. I, I found out uh, how to start a business uh, to uh, start up an LLC in, in uh, Delaware. And as he said, the information was all right there. It was on Google. It was on YouTube. Uh, you don't have to pay people to uh, to start your business. You can start. You can start your incorporation. Your article is incorporation yourself from your cell phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like you can start it from your cell phone so um of course you have to print out the, the articles and oh actually no that now everything's electronic mm-hmm. yeah yeah everything's electronic now so you can start it from your cell phone um every state is different uh to start your uh, articles in corporation uh you do want to decide which which way you want to go if you want to go uh if you want to go sole proprietary is it sole proprietary yeah mm-hmm. So proprietary or LLC, um, what do you call it, S Corp? Yeah, sweet. Yeah, so, um, so you do want to, that's one thing that you do want to uh, find out which way you want to go. But again, you, all you got to do is do the research. Um, if somebody's telling you exactly what to do, you're, you're not really learning. You know, uh, if somebody tells you where to go find the stuff at, then you're going to learn. Someone else's, I think when it comes to that, when, when you're just looking at, when you're looking to someone for answers, mm-hmm. yeah, you don't value the answers as much 
as you if, if you actually put in the work to end up finding it, like opening yeah. up a book or searching. I mean, let's be honest, we don't need to go to the library and look in books anymore. We got a book on our phone. <laughs> yeah, you so it's it. like, but I, I think uh, when you when you have to work for the knowledge instead of just having it handed to you, I think you do more with it. You do yes. more with it. That's why. Yeah. And I mean, even for this podcast, like I honestly I didn't think anybody would listen to it because like, who am I? I'm a I'm a 23 year old kid. Like, what do I know about finance, honestly? And people are actually finding value from not only yeah. the things I say, but also the people I bring on like you. You know, I'm not an expert in everything, but I put the information out there. It's just their job to take advantage of it. So if there's one thing you could advise people to avoid doing when they start their business, what would it be? Um, avoid the naysayers. That's, that's the one thing you want to avoid. Uh, starting a business, it is challenging. Uh, it could be challenging financially, but it's very challenging mentally. You all, because uh, as humans, we, we have this... Uh, we had this mechanism in our brain that says that, hey, you may not be able to do this, you know, and what's going to happen if it fails. And if you have people around you that's telling you that you may fail at something, uh, well, for one, they're, they're really not uh, people that you want to have around you, that's number one. Um, but it, it does something to you. It, 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 it slows you down. It slows the process down, right? So, so um, stare away from the naysayers. Um, stay close to the ones that that's supporting you. All right. So yeah, I I, have, I love the saying like if normal people are doubting what you're doing, then you're doing something right. Oh, yeah. the, nor the normal person they don't have four hundred dollars in savings. The normal mm -hmm. person is up to their eyeballs in all these different debts. They're living paycheck yes. to paycheck, and mm -hmm. what do they know? Like let's just be blunt. What do they know about starting a business? All they know is, and it's the same thing about real estate. And Hassan, you just pissed me off because now I'm about to go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> oh, you don't want to buy a property because you're going to be changing a toilet at two o'clock in the morning or somebody's going to burn down your house. Or you're not going to get rent or you're going to have to evict all these people. And the naysayers. Like, and they never owned a property. Right. It's just, they have an uncle's cousin's brother in-law that lives in Europe that owns a property and he had to do an eviction one day and it's like no no like you know nothing you've never right. owned a property you've never dealt with it you right and I always ask people they're like what if the tenant doesn't pay you rent I'm like have you how many times have you not paid your landlord rent <laughs> and they're like no I've always paid my rent okay then okay like yeah. okay <laughs> like yeah. There it is. Do you know anyone who does not pay? How many people do you know that have been evicted? Hmm. I don't know anybody who's evicted. Exactly. exactly. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, I apologize. I'm getting on the rent, man. But that, no, no, that struck a nerve, right. man. That struck but, a nerve. But I, but I will say this also. Uh, learn from people that already learned those lessons. Mm. You know? So you won't have to make those same mistakes. That was actually the next question I was going to, I was actually going to follow up with is like, oh, okay, how sorry. do you, no, 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 no. You're, you're great, man. Maybe you can elaborate a little bit more, but how do you distinguish the constructive criticism when it comes to business 
from just the naysayers. Ooh, okay. So um, for one, like you said, uh, if they don't have any experience in that field, why am I listening to you? <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> uh, you, that's, we, we, could, we, could, we could talk about IT, right? Uh, there's many different realms in the IT community. Um, so you have uh, you have network, you have servers, you have application development. Um, if I have somebody, if I'm an application developer and I have somebody that's uh, desktop support and they don't know anything about application development and they're telling me that my code doesn't work. <laughs> Why am I listening to you? you know? mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so it's just one of those things. But if, but with the same breath, if I have another application developer that uh, that's telling me, "Hey, that code is not going to work," I'm gonna take a look at that. I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a deep look at that, right? So, so that's just one of those. That's just one of those things. Um, and, and and I do want to reiterate. The help, there's help desk, <laughs> there's help desk uh, personnel that do know how to code, but I'm just talking about ones that don't know anything at all. Not not how to pr- not how to print hello world, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so so yeah, so that, that that's what I'm saying. Um, you don't you don't want to take advice from that person. Uh, mm-hmm. you want to take advice from you want to take advice from the person that uh that actually is in that same field. Um. And, and, and that's basically what I do. Uh, when it comes to business, I'm gonna take advice from other business owners. I'm not gonna take advice from an employee, you know? So that's, that's really what, that's, that's how I, I uh, differentiate. And I'll, I, and I'll also, I'll follow it up with this, right? Mm-hmm. I would rather take advice from a person who has tried a hundred businesses and failed a hundred businesses before yeah. I take advice from someone who's never started a business before. That's that was fact. scared to start a business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like if you have never taken action, for example, if someone has bought a house and they've had a really bad experience with renters and they have these nightmare stories, I will listen to them all day yes. long. I'm going to pick their brain. How'd you deal with this? You know, what would you do in the future to avoid it? I would, I would love to have the conversation. That's all about going back to failing forward. Yes. And if they did it and they were like, you know what, after this experience, I decided not to go back into real estate. I'm going to hear them out, but I am mm-hmm. not going to hear out Joe Schmo 46 living in his mom basement saying, Oh, you should never get into real estate. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just, Get me worked up again. You get me worked up again, Rasan, man. I just, ooh, ooh, I hate those people, good, man. It's gonna be a good conversation at uh at, at Thanksgiving, man. Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> ooh. Yeah, it's just and and unfortunately, at least in real estate, I'm I'm not sure if it's the same with you know your business, but like I like to surround myself with other people who either are in real estate or are aspiring to be in a real estate. And there's always those little few that have never done real estate. They never plan on doing real estate, but they get through the cracks and they come in there and they start spreading, you know, all of this negative energy and things that could happen instead of things that have happened. And, And I have to just like, listen, dude, shut up. Like just, just, just shut up. 
Like no, it, it, it is funny because I did I, I did not did, but I I, I do find myself um, following more uh, more like Instagram pages uh, that that are that are more in tune with uh, the cleaning and disinfecting um, uh, businesses. So so I so I, I, I so you you do surround yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. around around uh certain and, and the other people you don't even know them, but you know you're, you're surrounding yourself around them uh you, you you're looking at their their stories and um you're you actually paying attention um because like i said everything's right there in your hand you know uh you don't have to know the person for them to actually mentor you and inspire you yeah 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 and give yeah, you business so. ideas i mean exactly like whoa like that gadget he's using <laughs> like I, I just bought my wife a spin mop, man, and that thing is, she like puts yeah. it in there and spins it around, yeah. and like the water just goes. I'm like, Whoa. yeah, that's what that's one of our lethal tools right there, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Where did you see? I saw it on TikTok. Like, so, so, so that that goes back to uh, just having people in your in your corner that want to see you succeed. Uh, my brother that uh, that works with me, he he uh, he was like, hey. I seen a TikTok where you can use the spin mop and clean walls and cleaning floor. You could just do everything with it. I was like, what? But you see that that goes back to he wants the business to succeed. You know, mm-hmm. uh, how to how to how to how to use one tool instead of three tools. <laughs> you know, so yeah, and that yeah, brings I'm, that bring that brings more efficiency into the business. So. I love it, man. I love it, and and it's always the people who they want the business to succeed. Yeah. And look, man, I could save Rasan instead of him buying three tools, we can use this one and we can use it efficiently. You're saving yourself time. You're saving your yeah. business money. And those are the people, man, you want to keep them in your back pocket and you want to keep them happy because yeah. they're the ones that's going to be with you when you when you're your big time. Like oh, They're going to be your oh, go to, yeah. man. So keep keep them in your pocket because it's hard to find. It really is. It's hard to no, find others who have your I'm best blessed. interest at heart. A lot yeah, of people, a lot of people have their own best interest at heart, which isn't always a bad thing, but it's really hard to find people who have your best interest at heart instead of their own. So last question, man, if there's someone out there that doesn't believe that they can start a business due to their age, race, religion, et cetera, what would you say to change their mind? I would say this is there an age limit is there an age limit sex limit religion limit uh on being an employee i mean there's an age limit yeah some yeah, places it's some place military yeah but let's be realistic yeah let's <laughs> let's be realistic though no there's not there's there's no race yeah. limit so, there's no religion limit yeah so why put a limit on on your business <laughs> Mm-hmm. you know so that's a fact yeah. that's a yeah. fact i think if you can make someone else money you can make yourself money and exactly. you cannot be an employee without producing profit you would not be an employee like right. if it costs more to have you than you generated they would fire you exactly so, <laughs> so if you can yeah if you can make other people money whether it's flipping burgers or yep programming doing it you can make yourself money yeah you have no you have no excuse um Mm -hmm. 
when it when it comes to any type of religion, age, creed, sex, you know, yeah, you just you have no excuse. You just yeah. get just get it get it done, man. Just get it done. You know? I, I love to say. Go ahead. No, I'm saying if, if it's something that you're passionate about and and you have a vision for, you're never you're you're never too old, <laughs> mm-hmm. ever. You know they they have they have what ninety plus year old. Uh, people out there that's been graduating college <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah and they say colonel sanders didn't fry his first piece of chicken till he was like 70 something something crazy like that yeah, i'm and like man this him. dude could fry some chicken at age 70 and make a whole franchise man you could paint or you can you know do your own thing and, and never, i love this i love this saying it's like i kind of coined it just because I, I love saying it it's like everyone can do what they want to do everyone is not willing to do what it takes to to do this. So I hate it when people say I can't do something. When you say I can't, that means someone else or something else is limiting you to where you are now. And at least in the United States, it's not true. You're not willing to do what it takes. Everyone knows what it, what it takes to lose weight. Everyone's not willing to do what it takes to lose weight. Everyone knows what to do to start a business. They know what to do to sell an item to someone. They're just not willing to do what it takes. So I can't, uh, I wish that wasn't even like a phrase. Yeah, it's like. (laughs) There's a one phrase that just gets under my skin. I can't, you know, um, I teach my kids that like, do not, like, don't even, that's not allowed in this house. (laughs) You know, I can't, I can't, like, no, we don't, we don't say that. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's how when you say I can't, that means that you'll never have a solution. Mm-hmm. You know, so whenever every problem out there has a solution to it. Yeah. And and they say so, the wealthy people, they don't say, Can I do something? They say, I How can I do oh. something? Mm-hmm. Like I did the same thing to my lender. They're like, Look, we can't approve you for this this property loan. Okay. How can you approve me for the property yeah. loan? Like, I know you can do it. I know there are situations. You've done it before. I know you can do it. How to do it. I understand you can't do it with the current situation that I've given you. What, how can I do it? And it completely, it completely shifts the conversation from can or cannot to actionable steps. Yes. And that goes for everything. That goes, it it goes for every fixing your marriage, fixing your finances, Mm -hmm. starting a business, getting into real estate. It goes for every single walk of life, switching from can I do something to how can I do something? So I I love it, man. (laughs) Yeah. I went on my little rant, man. You got me worked up. Sweating and about to go hit the bag a little bit. All right, Rasan, man, this conversation is awesome. So where can people find out more about you? Okay, so um, my Instagram, uh, it is uh, at premier.disinfectors. Uh, that's for Instagram. Um, I also have a website, and that is um, premierdisinfectors.com. So yeah, that's the two places that we are we're out there. Yeah. And if you, you do a, you do a quick Google for premier disinfectors, will come up and yeah, you'll see the website. And you guys just service mainly the Philadelphia area. So if somebody wants to reach out and you know hire you guys for a short term rental, then that's mm-hmm. where you guys are normally located. Uh, so yeah, well, actually, we are uh, on a whole East Coast. Um, 
uh, it's not just me. I have uh, a business partner as well. Uh, he, he really takes care of Virginia down towards uh, Florida. Um, and I'm taking care of everything north of um, Virginia. So Maryland up to, well, we don't have anything in Maine, but <laughs> up to Massachusetts. So. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. So so if I get something in South Carolina, y'all got me, right? I can hey, man. hit y'all up. We'll, we'll, build, we'll, build, we'll build the team up and, and get you going, man. Hey, man. Yeah. You're going to be the first one I call, man. Like, all right, cool. <laughs> man, I really appreciate it, guys. I will have all of this linked in the show notes below so you guys can get in contact, check it out. If you have a short-term rental on the East Coast, hit him up, man. He does great work. But I really Thank appreciate you. you, man, taking out the time and uh, having the conversation, man. It's It's been it's been great. It's been honestly Yeah, you're welcome. Great. You're welcome. And thank you for having me on. I, yeah, this, I, I had a great time. Man. Yeah, man. And hopefully <laughs> you can be back on in like a year or so and we could see where you've taken this thing, man, because you've, yeah. you've done so much since, since 2020, all the pivoting yeah. you've done. You know, I, I kind of can't wait to see where you take it further as we go. Exciting forward. times. It's yeah, exciting man. times, man. <laughs> but without further ado, guys, he is Rasan, and we will see you guys later. And guys, that wraps up my interview with Mr. Rasan. Like I said, he dropped a bunch of great knowledge, and he was extremely relatable when it comes to people starting their own businesses. It's not as hard as people think. All you need to do is find something you're passionate about, something you're good at, and charge people to do it. I mean, we can all clean, but if you're a really good cleaner, people will pay you to do that. I'm not a good cleaner, okay? I'll start in one room and go extremely to the next room and then to the next room, and I'll get nothing done in an hour. I'm not a very efficient cleaner, so that's something that I would pay for, right? Also, if you're getting into short-term rentals, you don't want to be the one going in there cleaning all the time. So yes, you're going to hire this stuff out. He found what he was good at and he employed people around him and leveraged their ability and their, you know, their want to actually help and be good people in order to build a business. And not only are they helping him, but he is also helping them. So I really hope you guys took something away from this. And I just want to remind you guys, I do offer one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions and you can find that down below. You can book a session with me. I can go do a deep dive, deep dive through all of your finances and help you come up with a plan that best fits you. Because guess what? Personal finance is personal. If you want to start a business, if you want to start saving, if you want to buy an investment property, all these things, reach out. Let me know. You can reach out to me on my social medias. You can email me at genzmoney at gmail.com. You know, there's all these ways to reach out. So, hey, let's get you guys rolling. But without further ado, guys, always remember you're only as secure as your ability to perform. So spend your life accumulating assets that can perform for you. Later, guys. <laughs>